This is Dave Meltzer here, and I had a great time because I got to sit down with P-Rod. That's right, actor, skateboarder, and entrepreneur Paul Rodriguez. And we talked about, first, the huge difference between getting endorsements and what post-investment of an entrepreneur is like. We also talked about the trials and tribulations that were involved in his huge exit with St. Archer, his beer company. Unbelievably enough, with all that even going on, he still has the time to help raise money for so many children. And finally, P-Rod even gave D-Rod here some great advice. So stick around, hear all of that and more here on Entrepreneur The Playbook. This is Entrepreneur's The Playbook, where each week I bring you some of the greatest athletes, celebrities, and entrepreneurs to talk about their personal and professional playbook to success and what made them champions on the field and in the boardroom. I'm your host and CEO of Sports One Marketing, David Meltzer. All right, this is Dave Meltzer, CEO of Sports One Marketing, here on set of Entrepreneur's Elevator Pitch with Entrepreneur's The Playbook. And I'm excited because I've, this is my third killer skateboarder that I'm having on, Paul, Paul Rodriguez, <laughs> P-Rod. Yes, sir. I love it, man. You're so humble. <clears throat> Thank you. Appreciate I'm going to start it. right into the fact that, you know, when I grew up, skateboarding was just really for what we called the stoners, right? And I grew up uh-huh. in, in South Mission Beach, San Diego. Okay. And... The athleticism of skateboarders are incredible, and I'm so stoked because, you know, it's a profession. Absolutely. And, you know, and it takes so, you know, people talk about football players Mm -hmm. and the dangers of playing football. I grew up with a bunch of great skateboarders Mm -hmm. and, you know, been blessed. Tony Hawk is my age. Yeah. You know, without him, who knows where this goes. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, forget, I mean, when I skated, there's no helmets even. No. And thank goodness there's helmets now, but... How do you get over the fear factor of skating? You know, is it progression or would you just grow up? I mean, you had everything going for you, semi-famous dad. Mm-hmm. You know, why are you risking life and limb to skateboard? I just didn't look at it like that. I just looked at it as I thought it was fun. When I first saw people skate, I it was more of a mystery to me. I'm like, how can they keep that board on their feet? How do they jump and it sticks to their feet? Like, it was just mind-boggling to me. So for me, it was like I became... I became obsessed, like, I need to know how that's done. Cool. Like, did they have magnets in their shoes or what is happening? <laughs> I need to understand this. So, for me, it started out of curiosity, and then I tried it and I tested it. How old were you? Uh, this was probably uh, just shy of my 12th birthday. So, like, 1996, Christmas okay, time. Okay, just age me, that's fine. <laughs> you have to tell me the year. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, for me, it was just more like, wow this looks so cool and so fun i never even thought about the danger aspect of it until later on down the line so working past the fear i mean it it's a never-ending practice you know like i'm still to this day always terrified i guess when you're always scared or nervous that means you're you're challenging yourself you know what i mean so i don't i I just take an educated guess i don't try something that i don't that i know i'm not ready for because then you're just asking for it uh, I tend to work my way up step by step, baby steps actually. I'm more of like a conserv- conservative kind of skater. Like I'm not a big, um, you know, daredevil, adrenaline junkie guy. I, I, I like the, the fancy tricks and stuff like that. And I, I like getting that rush, but um, I, I think I just, I just, I really practice and I, I won't try something till I'm almost positive that I got it, especially the more dangerous that it is. Um, so I'm real methodical about how I go about it. 
Do you see that same thing in the business world where some people have unrealistic expectations and end up, you know, analogously breaking their back? Because you do see crazy guys in skateboarding that yeah. you know they shouldn't be trying the trick, right. and then they wonder why their arms are broken or back. Right. Do you see the same thing in business? Uh, I, I do see the same thing in business, and I see the same thing um, like with investing, any type of... Because especially like me coming from the skateboard world and now trying to dabble into business, I've even seen it in myself. You know, I, I've, I've got a couple lucky things that were like, when I look back on them, like, oh my gosh, that was risky, but somehow you pulled it off or yeah. it came through. That was my biggest failure is that I took and got lucky, right? I took these dumb investments and everything kept seeming to work out. And pretty soon, all that it takes won't last is, forever. Right, it won't. Right. So I, you know, I come from the world of like, oh, endorsement deals. People just pay you upfront, very nice sums of money, just to do what you already do. So uh, like, you're used to that type of vibe. Then you go to do an investment, or say you're talking to like a financial planner. And they're like, this is a really smart investment for your money. You're gonna make, you know, four or five percent on it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> That's not <laughs> exciting. That's not sexy. Or like, right. ooh, invest in this business. You know, put in a hundred, two hundred grand. You know. You know, three to five years from now, you might be able to get some returns. You might, we might get you dividends of like, you know, three grand a year. And you're like, what? You're like, what is going on? Like, this is not, how do people make any money around here? Right. Um, so I see that. I myself, uh, I invested in this brand called St. Archer, a beer brand, a few years back. Actually, it was a founder. Were you old enough to drink when you invested in Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, what was that when we started? Maybe 26. So, um, Myself, another pro skater, Mikey Taylor, and a friend of ours, Josh Landon, we founded a beer brand. And at first, we we're like, "Yeah, we're just gonna contract brew. Uh, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna market it." Because in skateboarding, there's we all like drinking beer, but there's no beer sponsors out there. Why don't we start our own? That's our thought process. Nice. So we went through the process of doing research and, um, like, oh yeah, we can just go contract brew, put our labels on it, market it, distribute it, no problem. But then we find out that you have to sell crazy amounts to even make any type of profit on contract brew because the margins are so low. Right. And then we find out getting distribution is the hardest part in that world, in that industry. So we went from, oh, this is going to be like, oh, yeah, 20 grand. We each put in 20 grand. It'll be cool. Not too big a risk to like, uh, we need to start our own brewery and raise $2 million. And like none of us had done a capital raise before. <laughs> so we put in our own money. We went out. We pitched it to other skateboarders to get them involved, other business people. And somehow we raised $2 million, opened up this big brewery, um, and we were in over our heads and um, like luckily, taking a big trick on right <laughs> yes but like when you're not ready when you're not ready <laughs> yes and so um our ceo josh landon uh he he quit his job he was a surf filmmaker he would make surf videos and and and, and do stuff like that and, and um he quit 100 percent, moved his family from ventura down to san diego completely dived into the craft beer world learned everything about it and just and just like he, he's the type of guy like when his back's up against the wall that's where he works the best you know under pressure I get that. and we had two million dollar of other people's money uh, this big building that we had to pay all the bills for employees now and um somehow after the doors open of the brewery two two and a half years later he was able to get us to 
a sale where we sold to Miller Coors and it worked out for everybody, but like we weren't profitable even yet. We weren't anything. <laughs> so if you'd have told me that process from beginning till after the exit happened, like, oh, let's go do that again. I'm like, no, sorry, dude, that is not for me. That's, <laughs> that's too too high and high pressure for me. I, I wouldn't have been able to. So we got dumb lucky on that one. So that was a good example of uh, just risking it. And thank God we got lucky. But have you had any failures yet? Um, nothing too huge. I've had, um, minor ones. I, I invested in this other, it is more of a startup brand. Some friends of I started up this little, uh, wallet brand. Didn't really pan out much, but that was early, early on. That was before even the beer thing, but didn't put up a lot of big money there. Do you invest <clears> in annuities? Um, that is, that's so, cause when I was your age, I made a lot of money when I was your age and nobody, I wish I had an interview where, cause I was doing the same thing, right? Investing in stocks, invested in real estate, I had a golf course, a ski mountain, everything I touched turned to gold. And then when I was 50, these, you know, financial guys were like, Dave, do you know what annuities are? I had no idea. Right. Right. I, I, when you say, I've heard the term, yeah, I don't right. actually know exactly. It's basically very conservative. You're... 100% guaranteed return, but the return is if the market sinks as low as it does, you're guaranteed 2%, uh -huh. but you get the upside of the market. Right. So you can go to 13, 15, 16%, but there's tax-free benefits and it accumulates and aggregates. So it's great to do when you're young. So it was interesting because they were saying, well, you're young, right? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm 45. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, but in if you invest for 10 years and you hold it for 20, uh -huh. you know, when you're 65, you're going to have, you know, millions of dollars tax free for the rest of your life. And it keeps growing. And I had so much money when I was young. I wish somebody would have said, look, play your games. Here's 10, 20% of your money, play your games with. Yeah, have a budget, but have fun with it. Focus on keep on making money. And don't, this stuff you just put away and don't have to worry. Right. It'll never go away. Right. Your money just keeps right. growing and you have these tax-free benefits, right. which in California, like us, mm -hmm. you're already saving 52%. Right. Right. So you're actually getting a return as you get tax-free dollars of 52%, That's cool. which people don't think about when they're young. Right. So one of the things I encourage you to kind of young. look at these different things, which brings up a point, right? It's interesting because your whole attitude in life while you're successful is to be more interested than interesting. Right. I love the fact most guys like they started like skating because their older brother was skating or what uh -huh. you like, you were more interested than interesting because you know, skateboarding for me is the tricks got more hairy. Uh -huh. I was like, yeah, how does the board stick? Or even with bike, bike rider, right? Uh -huh. Like how does he stay on those pedals? Right. And, but that attitude, you, you and Josh, because mm -hmm. there's no way he turns that beer company into what it is without being more interested than interesting. A oh, lot of yeah. guys would have just quit. Yeah, right? absolutely. And I don't think it's as lucky as you think. Now, you took a big chance right. and not everybody turns out, but you guys have an attitude. Mm -hmm. all, all the guys that mm -hmm. were involved in that mm -hmm. deal, and I know mm -hmm. some of them, you have winner attitudes. You're more interested than interesting. You consistently, every day, persistently without quit, enjoy the pursuit of your potential. Speaking like of which, I like that. what's your next potential? What what do you, what are you enjoying pursuing? Well, right now, this isn't even actually business, but uh, the last two years, I've just been taking acting classes. I've been enjoying doing that. Uh, get you on my show, buddy. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Let me get on. Let me audition. No comedic work. Uh, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I did. I, I actually got a little part in a film that's going to come out. I think September, October. It's called The Children, and and uh, I play a cop in one scene there. That was my first role that I booked. Oh. But I've been I've been taking the acting classes. But other than that, I have um. I have a couple businesses I'm involved with. Uh, my, my skateboard brand, Primitive Skateboarding, is a brand that I'm involved with. And this year we're having a, um, 
I think our breakout year for us. It's been a long, we've been in business 10 years now. It's been a long up and down grind. I think we're finally hitting some smooth altitude, uh, which is really fun. I actually got involved in agriculture. Um, my father owns 40 acres up north, like um, kind of near Fresno yeah. of lemons, uh, or it was actually oranges and lemons, but um, he, he, didn't know how to run it or whatever. My whole life, I grew up there. My, my grandparents lived there, my cousins, and we would go visit, and it was just like a playground to me. And uh, my father was making a ton of money, and my grandpa, it was just kind of his hobby, so he bought him a ranch, and the family lived there. But after my grandfather passed, um, you know, the place never brought in money for itself, so it be kind of became a money pit. And my dad asked me if I wanted to get involved because I was doing other business things. I was like, I don't know, this was a little over my head. <laughs> so I actually called a friend of mine who I knew had his own uh, little ranch, little avocado trees, and if he knew anything about it, he went up there with me, we checked it out, he told me there's a lot of potential there. So I, uh, again, kind of ignorantly got into Come it. Come on, man, you turned, <laughs> lemon, you turned lemons into lemonade. Literally, now, literally, yeah. literally. <laughs> yeah. So what we did is the orange market went down. We took 20 acres of oranges, got rid of them. I bought 20 acres of lemon trees to fill up the other 20 acres. So now we have 40 acres of pure lemons. Uh, they're finally this, uh, we're about to go into our second pick uh, in six weeks that we've ever done. The lemon uh, industry is actually booming right now. For whatever reason, China's buying a lot of lemons from us. Um, so I'm involved in that, which is a really interesting trade i'm gonna buy a big string and just hang you by my neck you're like a lucky leprechaun <laughs> we'll just see like, man we'll see we'll see P rod the buddha that's, that's awesome man. i'm trying man i i'm just trying i'm just applying myself i think i learned that a lot from skateboarding is like you know you mess up a lot more than you than you succeed in skateboarding so that's kind of just my brain already is okay with that concept it's interesting that you say that because you know i deal with a lot of football players a lot of times and you know, all sports but the interesting thing that i say about taking risks is that you know, physically, if you get hurt, right, mm -hmm. you fall off a board or whatever, it, it only hurts for so long. Like even a broken bone heals quicker. But when you business-wise get hurt, right, it takes- It stings, man. It stings <laughs> it in, inside and out, yeah. you know? And yeah. people ask me, because I had this philosophy of why I thought I was successful is, I played college football, not too far from you, Occidental College, okay. and I did my best. And the hardest thing for me about football was to do my best and still get my butt kicked. Mm -hmm. But there's a lesson in that because I never quit, even though sometimes I was getting my butt kicked, I, I just kept playing because one, I loved it. Right. And two, I really wanted to see my, I wanted to get as best, I wanted to do as best as I could do, but it, it hurt to know that no matter how great I was, that I was still getting beat, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I wasn't, but it really applied to the business world because I felt like I was getting, you get beat, right? Yeah. And, and a lot of guys would quit when you had what happened to you in several different businesses, right? Orange market goes down. They don't have that attitude of, you know what, this beating's only temporary, mm -hmm. but it does hurt more, you know, ego-wise. Yeah, And even 100%. can affect your physical being. Yeah. And I much would, uh, still looking back, I'd much rather get my butt kicked on, you know, in the Oklahoma drill and everybody kind of laughed because I weighed 147 pounds. <laughs> and Vance Mueller, who ended up playing for the Raiders, ran me over. That's cool. And, you know, the seniors were like that, right? <laughs> but 
it didn't hurt nearly as much as going bankrupt, for example. No, I feel you on that. Things. I feel you on that. And they say it's best to go bankrupt before you turn 30. Uh, <laughs> luckily, I haven't had to go that Don't far do it, yet. Man. But average entrepreneur goes bankrupt. Average millionaire, I'm sorry, goes bankrupt twice. Wow. I, I told myself when I went bankrupt the first time, never going to happen again. In fact, I started studying how to keep my money. Right. Everybody's like, oh, so what are you going to do? I'm like, first thing I'm doing, I'm studying the Rockefellers, the Vanderbilts, yeah, yeah. Napoleon Hill. Yep. I'm just studying... I talked to about annuities. Mm -hmm. I made a plan how I knew how to make money, like you. you some of us are born with an unconscious competency. That's we cool. just make money <laughs> when you're young, right? Mm -hmm. But I was going to learn something I didn't know how to do, how to keep it. Right. And that's been the big difference the last 10 years of my life, where now everything comes to me. And I do it by giving back, which leads into my next question. I know you do a lot you know, for the community. What are you doing today to get back to the community? I know you have some uh, You know, for me, really, I like getting involved with people who um, who have a passion for it, right? So um, right now, this is just a one-on-one -on -one thing. I'm actually working on this, um, this project with a, a friend who I met through Instagram. He just DM'd me one day. He's a 26-year-old he's a guy. He's got a young son named Joshua suffering from brain cancer. And he, he hit me up because he had an idea on a t-shirt he wants to make to sell to um, bring in revenue towards children cancer research. And what he told me is that out of all the money raised for cancer research, only 4% of it is dedicated to children's cancer research, um, which was shocking to me. Yeah, it's, with St. Jude especially, right? The yeah. Biggest charity in the world. Yeah, yeah. It would be more. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I'm just doing a thing with him where I'm just using my platforms, my social media platforms, uh, make a little video of, of the process of him making the shirt. I met with his son. He's a beautiful young kid, man. He's uh, he's fighting hard. Right now he's, he's like in a good um, kind of stable position right now. For the, he's had it for three years so that's kind of my main focus right now is just helping him to create this shirt and bring awareness to that four percent of you know that that's only going to child's cancer research to me that's the most important thing i like going to the children's hospital um here in la and um and visiting with the kids and the children and stuff like that so so for me like if it has to do with kids is what i really am into does it kind of freak you out? I know, you know, we both are building our brands online. Yeah. And I'm obviously a little older, but it still freaks me out, like, when people are just in awe of meeting you. Yeah, right? it's, a, you're it's young a trip. And it's like, it's a trip, especially, I love it when it's kids who, like, follow me, and you go visit them, and maybe they're not doing well, or right. even their parents. Yeah. And, like, they tear up, and you, you just know that you being there has made a significant difference in their life yeah like there's a little bit of inspiration that somehow could and, and it's extreme power yeah do you has that affected you in any way because you're not even it's 30. humbling it's yeah. humbling um you know um when people meet you or like sometimes i've met people and they you know will tear up and cry and i'm like wow like because you know you just feel like yourself you you're don't feel like exactly. you just feel like yourself like you know some people look at you and you're like you're like, what are they freaking out about? And then you realize, oh, oh, I forgot about that. It's me, like, right? Yeah, they know me. Oh, shoot. Okay, um, it's it's good, man. I'm not gonna lie. It's a good for you know, a good ego stroke. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, um, but it's also motivating and humbling at the same time. It's humbling to make yourself feel like, oh wow, like this is a responsibility. Yeah, right. People Let's look up humble. to you to like, and it's you're inspiring people. So continue with that. Yeah. And also, um, 
it, it makes me want to it makes me want to push myself to be better grow bigger do bigger things do more things find ways to give back find ways that are like real ways to give back you know what i mean so um that's what it does for me i mean i think it does more for me than it does for them actually it's kind of a selfish thing yeah last question <laughs> sure a lot, you know, I'm a little older and a lot of people say, what advice would you give to yourself when you were 21? I like to ask young superstars like yeah. yourself, what advice would you give me, a 50-year-old at your age? Ooh, I mean, give you a 50-year-old from my age perspective? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know, I'm qualified to do that, That's all man. right, just give me something, man. Uh, um, I would say be present as much as possible. There's a lot of wisdom in you young people. Oh, I, thank I, you. That, that is a very, very great advice that you should hold on to yourself, and I will take that advice thank as well. You. Thank you. You know, P-Rod, it's an honor to have you on here. Oh, much I look forward to doing more stuff with you and yeah, your companies. Please. I love working with young entrepreneurs, as you know, and you are a terrific oh, young man, you. great athlete, and an entrepreneur. I love to learn, so I, I would appreciate anything you got for me. I love your humility as well, <laughs> so thank man. you so much. Much love. Appreciate it. Dave you. Meltzer with Entrepreneur, The Playbook. Thank you so much for joining me and P-Rod here on Entrepreneur the Playbook. Subscribe and listen every Tuesday to hear more great guests give me more great advice. In fact, give me a review and let me know who you'd like to give me advice here on Entrepreneur the Playbook.